Welcome back to another episode of Passing Me Pod. I'm your host, Dominic, of course, joined by my co-host, Aaron. How you doing, bro? I'm good, bro. How are you? Good, man. Good. Um, this week's episode is going to be a little bit different. Of course, AFCON is the, the major thing going on right now. So we're going to get into that. Um, heading into the knockout stages now. Um, kick off in two days, I believe. But um, before we kind of get into the knockout stages, this this has been one of the most entertaining AFCONs of of recent time, just with kind of the underdogs, all the upsets, um, everything going on. So I think we should probably start with some of the some of the disappointments of the of the tournament. Um, I think we should we should get into your boys Ghana. Obviously, he finished third in the group, but he didn't have enough points to kind of go through as that third place um, team in the group to make it to the knockout stages. But yeah, talk talk to me, bro, about the Af- the Afcon journey uh, and the game so far. What have you been seeing? Different years, same stuff, man. Bro, it's it's corruption. I'm telling you, it's it's corruption. Corruption's gonna forever hold this team back, man. It's literally corruption. Because there's no if you go through it player for player, bro, there we have we don't have the best squad, but we have a good enough squad to be hitting quarterfinals, semi-finals. Like we, we you have should, you should definitely be getting out of your group, hundred percent. That's what I'm saying. We we should not like Bro, I'm seeing Bebe starting for Cape Verde. Like, come on, man. In, bro, come on, man. This is this is who we're losing to. And the, the worst, you know what the worst thing is as well? It's not even that we're just losing. It's not like we're getting unlucky. If you watch the game, we're getting outclassed. We're, we're getting completely outclassed in every game. Cape Verde played us. They were playing like Brighton ball against us. They were winning the ball by mm. pressing high and then playing it out the back. I was thinking, bro, like, what, what are we doing? And then, uh, I don't know, man. It's... There's so there's so much to unpack, but honestly, it's it's corruption. That's that's the one thing I've always stood by. So many players come out and talk about it, like it's corruption. It's it's with the the way that the Ghanaian system works. It's like players will pl- players will. It's like they won't deserve to be there, but they they'll be there. Do you know what I mean? It's not mm. like they're there off merit. It's not like Kudus, for example. Kudus is probably our best player we've had since Jan. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's like. Kudus, Kudus plays number 10 for us. And then the players you surround him with are players that do not deserve to be playing with him. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Jordan I I've, have always maintained this guy is terrible. He thinks mm. he's the best player and he's not. He's in the whole AFCON, he's done the same thing. He gets the ball on the wing, tries to dribble past the man and score if he's in the final third. If he's not in the final third, what he'll do, he'll get the ball, he'll slow it down and then try and back into someone and win a foul. That's all he does. It's not like he's trying to, to progress play or something. He'll just jog with the ball, wait for contact, get bumped, and then go over. That's all he does. He doesn't want to pass the ball. He doesn't want to do a one-two. doesn't want to do anything. just wants that. That's all he does. And he's been doing it. The same thing. And for the for the goal we conceded against um, Egypt, I think, in the 2-2, uh, for the Inaki Williams mistake, the first one, yes. it was literally off that. He was doing the same thing. At the World Cup in Qatar, he did the same thing three times and we conceded three times off it in Qatar. He just does the same thing every time. And it's like, I don't know. He, he, it really frustrates me because we have good players. Like, for example, um, the one at Leicester who rejected the call-up, I think it's uh, Fatawi. Uh, Fatawi, yeah, yeah. He, like, I understand why he rejected the call-up now because he's just going to be on the bench for these guys and these guys don't deserve to play. We have Ernest Nuama, who's at, I think, Leon. Yeah. He's so electric. Yeah. Came off the bench, he's so electric, he's he's amazing. In the final game, yeah, against Mozambique, we oh, started wow. Joseph Pencil, right? Joseph Pencil, yeah. sorry. We started him for, for the for the first for the first time. Yeah, we started him for the first time. 
was um, his first cap? Yeah, I, no, that was his first start at, in AFCON. Like, oh, in okay, AFCON, okay, that's okay. His, the first time he started. Great young winger, fast, electric, wins the penalty in the first half. Like, he's he's what we need, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Half-time, he's coming off for who? Andre Ayi. He's coming off for Andre Ayi. Andre Ayi just got released from Nottingham Forest. And I think he's playing in... Is he playing in France? I can't can't remember where he's playing, but he's not playing in the top like in the top in the top team anymore. He's way past it. He's like thirty something. Like he's way way past it. And he's done so much for us. Like in the last ten years, I'd say he's done a lot for for Ghana. But he's washed. Like he shouldn't be playing. Let alone coming on in the forty fifth minute. Even if it's one of those things where you want to bring a player on so they so they get some minutes or or just a sign of respect or whatever. Go back to Italy at the Euros. They brought on I think. I think it was Sirigu they brought on or someone like that. They brought him on as a, as a goalkeeper in their final match so that he would get a medal if they won or something like that. Um, that's what you do. You bring him on at the end of the game. You don't bring, you don't bring him on at half-time for your most electric winger. Like, it doesn't make sense. And yeah. then his only contribution to the game is handballing it and giving away a pen. Do you know what I mean? It's just there's mm. things like this. Like, Dennis Odoi is another one. Dennis Odoi switched to, to Ghana a few years ago because he realised he was never going to cut. I think he was in, I think he was playing for, I think he was registered at Belgium. I think that's that's the team he was at before. He's a terrible right back now. Like he's, he's so, so past it. Uh, there's a right back called Seydou that was on the bench for us the whole tournament. He just got a move to Rennes like two days ago for like 11 million. Yeah. Like he's, he's, a, he's a good right back. Do you know what I mean? And he's mm. not like way past his prime. We have good players that should be playing. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, you could do so much more with this squad, but... You know, the same thing. It's literally just corruption. Like, it feels like there's hierarchy and no matter how good you play or, or what you do, unless you're, like, at the top of that hierarchy, you don't deserve to be there. Do you know what I mean? It, it, it yeah. just feels like Jordan and Andre Ayu, because they're the sons of Abedi Ayu, they're always going to be always going to be at the top and prioritise and everything else is just going to come below. Like, that's, yeah. that's literally all it is, to be honest. And then apart from that, apart from us not playing our good players, the tactics were horrible. The manager, the, the manager was was he was horrible. Like like the he team. Him now, no? Yeah, he he got sacked on the day we lost. He got sacked. Good. Then he deserves it because the tactics were horrible. Like the they were, they the, were peppering him. The press were peppering him after that game, boy. <laughs> they should though because the, like yeah. we would get the ball and it's like there's no sort of sense of calm. Like we'll just be send the ball along, try put a cross in the box for Semenyo, who Semenyo is not like some big target man aerial threat. Like that's not his game. He's you not know even I mean? nine like that really. That's what I'm saying. Like it's it's yeah. it's crazy. And then who you're crossing it to Semenyo and Jordan Ayu, like what are they gonna do against the full back four? Like, I don't know, man. The, the tactics were horrible and I think he deserved the sack. And to be honest, that's that's all it is. It's just it's just poor. Like they're failing the players. And that's why I've said, like, I don't think Kudus should come back and play for us until they change something. Because they did the same thing at the World Cup where Andre Ayu was playing and Jordan Ayu was playing. Even the penalties, right? That that even got me annoyed. Even the two penalties Jordan Ayu scored in our, in our game against Mozambique. Um, I, Jordan Ayu shouldn't be on penalties. It should be Kudus. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, it doesn't... It, like, these these things, it's just like... I don't know, man. It, it doesn't make sense to me. Like, other teams, other nations, they have good players and they put them in good positions, give them other good players... Give them some decent tactics at least, you know what I mean? Like they they make the team work for for their best players. It's like for us, it's like it's not about who's the best. It's about who's it's about respect. Do you know what I mean? It's about hierarchy, and that, that's just what it feels like to me. Even our goalkeeper was terrible. Uh, Afori, he he had a stinker in the final game. Yeah, we gave him that corner. 
terrible. And and Zig, Ziggy's on the bench, who's also better than him. But again, he's not going to play. Do you know what I mean? It's the same thing every single time. But that's that's all we can really say. You know, it's the same story. It happened in the last... We haven't won any of our AFCON group stage games in the last two tournaments. Even at the last AFCON, the one that yeah. Senegal won, we lost all of our... No, we lost, I think, two games and drew one. Like, it's the same thing every tournament. The same thing at the World Cup. Like, I don't know. I don't know when it's going to change, but, you know? Yeah, no, I think on that on that corruption thing, I think you can see it in a couple other African nations as well. I mean, speaking from a Nigerian point of view, like last Afcon, we still had Odi Nagalu there, like, <laughs> in, and he's and he's playing in China. Like, I get Os- Osman was injured, but one thing Nigeria now is produce strikers. Like, there yeah. were there were other names that you could have brought in instead of Odi Nagalu, but it was still there. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, definitely, definitely a big disappointment for you guys to like not not make it out of your group um but yeah i don't uh i feel like you're probably not the the biggest upset though because for me i'm completely shocked that algeria not mm-hmm. making it to knockout at all um if you look at if you look at their squad i'll just read some names and i don't under, like you've got you've got obviously riyad Mahrez, you've got awa you've got ryan aignori um atal you've got like you've got you've got quality players there. This is a team that should definitely be be making out of groups at the very least. And I think they had they had quite a few players um recently switch allegiances to come and play for Algeria. Yeah. And they've been poor. I mean, getting finishing bottom of a group with Angola, Burkina Faso, Amuritiana, like it's a it's a huge, huge like underachievement for them. Yeah, don't don't quote me on this, but I think Mar- I don't know how to pronounce it. I think it's Mar- Marishana. Mar- I don't know how to pronounce it. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not too sure either. Too but sure. they, I'm pretty sure they're one of like the lowest ranked teams. Like in, yeah, see, they're ranked 105th at the moment in mm. in um FIFA rankings. Like they're they're quite a low ranked team compared to Algeria. Like I don't know, it's crazy to me that that you can. I'm pretty sure they lost to them as well. Like that is crazy. To yeah, me. Like they did. Most of them one nil. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Honestly, oh, that, this is why we love Afcon, man. Literally, nah, literally anything can happen. Honestly, but, like um, this is this is proper. Like in Afcon, there's no superstars. There's nothing. Like you play football, you, you got to earn yeah, your buckets. None, none of that stuff that happens in Europe matters over here, man. Like yeah, it's man. just. Win and hate watch your 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 opposition. Yeah. <laughs> nah, literally, man. The, the Nigeria hate watch hasn't hasn't been going too hard at the moment, but but mm. don't worry. But I mean, I mean, okay, Nigeria. Let, let's get onto us then. Obviously, through to the next round. Second in the group, we've got Cameroon um, in the knockouts, but we we've got quite a nice side of the the of the group. To be fair, like on our side we've, of of the knockout, so we've got. Angola, Namibia, Cape Verde, um, and then you'd say probably Morocco is the biggest team on our side, but we've dodged like uh, we've dodged Senegal, Ivory Coast, Egypt. They're all on the other side. But even still, with with Nigeria, like okay, our, our first game we go through, uh, we yeah we draw one one with Equatorial Guinea. Um, I can't lie, in in hindsight, it looks like a good result now because they topped the group and they they were they were playing well in Sue. I think he's top goal scorer of the tournament. Five goals and five non-penalty goals as well. He's been going insane. And he's but, right um, back. Yeah, exactly. Like, like what's even going on? But um, 
Second game against Ivory Coast, we switched to uh, five at the back. And I think in, in that game, it worked quite well. Defensively, we were very solid. Uh, Bassi had a very good game. Olaina had a very good game. And you're thinking, OK, maybe this is a system that we can take going forward because we don't really have many midfielders. I think we called up five to the tournament. So obviously we're playing we're playing like a three four three. We've got two midfielders in there. You can get like Iwobi and Onyeka in there breaking up play and kind of doing their thing to progress it forward. And you've got you still got your wingers because you've got quite a few wingers with Moses Simon, with Chukweze, and you've got Osman up top. But in our in our final game against Guinea Bissau, bro, I'm not gonna lie, like we won one nil and it it was our own goal, but it was not it was not convincing at all. Like I think they had they had more possession than us. They had more shots, more shots on target. Um, and like it was really kind of, it wasn't really it wasn't really comfortable against like these guys came bottom of the group, like everyone was beating them. This should have been our comfortable, do you know what I mean? Get a couple goals in. Um, and that's really been kind of one of the issues with us so far this tournament is is the goals. Osterman's not really been performing. He's he's in every game he could have scored. He scored in the first game against Equatorial Guinea, but he, he could have more in that game. We drew that game. Um we he should have scored in the second game. I remember there was a there was a one on one and he just he just completely fluffed it. And then against um Guinea Bissau as well, like hundred percent should have scored. And it's like I don't know because this this three at the back is good for things in terms of defensive solidity. But if you're gonna play that way, you need to take the, you need to make the most of your opportunities when they're right because you're not gonna get many of them. Do you know what I mean? So and I think the I don't I'm not sure if it really puts the players in their in their best positions. Do you know what I mean? Like Chukweze, okay, Chukweze has been poor so far this tournament, but he's someone that is a lot better when he's wider. Do you know what I mean? When and he can isolate the man one on one. He's a great dribbler. He can get past someone, get a ball into the box. Him being more inside is not really his game. I feel like I'd want to see someone more like Ian Nacho in there. And we've not seen him at all this tournament, but that's someone that can like when when he was coming through in Nigeria, he was like a he was like a nine slash ten, like almost like a like he wasn't always like a nine point five. Some people would say, and like he he can get on the ball, he can create chances to a decent level, but he can he can receive and he can turn and he can kind of drive forward. And that's someone that I think always his left foot as well. You play him on the right, he cut inside. Um, Moses Simon on the left, bro. This guy, man. For all the for all the dribbling in the world, this guy's decision making is so poor. I. I can't wrap my head around it. Like he'll 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 see he'll see three defenders on him and be like, yeah, like I'm getting through this every time. Like it doesn't <laughs> matter, it doesn't matter what's happened before, how many times they've clamped him up, locked him up. He always believes he's getting through and it never works. It never it never works. And it's like, okay, and then what what else does he have in his game? You've got He'll get to the byline and whip in a cross, but bro, the crosses are always over here. He always, he always knocks it to the line. Left foot, he's gonna swing it in. Always over here, bro. You've got our, our right wing back collecting the ball, and it's like I don't know. I feel like the the, the attack is just a bit disjointed. Like obviously, Osman has not covered himself in glory this tournament in terms of his finishing, but you should definitely be creating more chances for him. Like one hundred percent. As I said as well, the midfield is still an issue. Um, just we just don't really have the that profile of player that you that you need to kind of control a game. Like all of our midfielders are 
all winning midfielders pretty much other than other than Awobi and Awobi's not he's a converted midfielder like he was a winger and okay Ariba's Are, like a 10 but the rest of them are just are just ball winning midfielders just if you don't get the ball get the leg and that is like <laughs> we need to be controlling these games you know what I'm saying we're supposed to be if you want to be one of the favourites like and, and for the way that our manager wants us to play it's like we don't we don't necessarily have the players for that so I don't know. I feel like three of the back could could be the way forward, but as I said, we've got to we've got to take those chances when they actually arise, and that's kind of that's kind of the thing that I'm a bit I'm a bit skeptical about um, going forward. But um, yeah, the, uh, another team in Group A, obviously the host nation, Ivory Coast. It was it was a bit it was a bit nervy for them. It was looking like they were going out really until it was it was it was your result in it. It was it was you man that that <laughs> that boss no? I think so, or no? No, I think it was after us. I think they needed some. They needed someone else to, I think, lose, and they got it. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, they're through now. Um, Senegal is their draw in the round of sixteen. That one, there, I'm not gonna lie, it's looking, it's looking a bit, it's looking a bit sticky for them. Like their first game against Guinea-Bissau, opening game, they played great. I was like, wow, these guys are really turning up. Home nation, like, do you know what I mean? Um, against us, obviously, I was like, okay. You know I mean, we're we're a good team, mm. fair enough. But they they were they just lacked like any sort of inspiration in that game. Like we we won that game one nil comfortable is a penalty, but going forward they did not threaten with anything. Like it was it was it was a one nil, but it was very comfortable for us. And then against Equatorial Guinea, bro, they just got they just your your tournament qualification is on the line. In your home country, Grubber's there in the stands watching, and you're disgracing him and your nation like this. I didn't um, even see that game, you know. Four nil. I did not see that. You know, you know what surprised me though? Um, they didn't call up um Zaha. Yeah, he's got um he's got a bit of a weird relationship with. With Ivory Coast, I'm not really sure too much. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to say something that's not true. But I know that their relationship is not the best because I feel like, yeah, obviously that's a player that you'd want that. Um, of course, like he's quality. Um, but yeah, I don't know. They've been, they've been, they've been, they've been poor, and it's not going to get any easier against Senegal, to be honest. Because for me, I think they Senegal have probably been the best team of the tournament um, in terms of just the football that they've played. Like they've been. Solid, they've been scoring when they're going forward, and the quality they have as well. They're probably, they're probably the most stat team in terms of if you're going name for name. I'd say Senegal probably have the the highest quality in terms of that. But I don't know what because you look at you look at Ivory Coast, yeah. You look at their midfield. You've got you've got Fafana, yeah. You've got Tessier, you've got Sangari in there. That's they should be able to do something against. Yeah, against that, that, like, Sangari's been known to be. To be a bit suspicious in in the prem, like we've we've seen mm-hmm. we've seen him in the prem, and he's he's not yeah, sure. But no, but they do have a good team though. Like like I, I do yeah. agree. With you. Like they have, I think I'm pretty sure Diamande, the guy that's getting all the hype at centre back, he plays yeah, for them. Yeah, yeah. And they've he's got a very um, good player as well. I do like him. Yeah, they've got him. I think Willie Bolly. They've got Wilfred Singo. They've got like a yeah. good like set of players. I think Pepe plays for them still. Like they've they've got a good. Yeah. A good set of players there, like you would expect more to be fair. Yeah, nice. No, a bit, it's a bit of a weird one. Um, 
going into going into group B though, uh, first and second in that group. Well, obviously, obviously you guys were first, but first and second in that group, Cape Verde and Egypt. Cape Verde kind of taking it taking it by surprise, scoring bangers left and right. Bebe running it back, fulfilling that potential that that Fergie saw in him or whatever um, at, at thirty five. But <laughs> Egypt, bro, I mean. Obviously, Egypt, Egypt are always one of their favorites. If you know African heritage, you know they they've won it the most times. And like in the in the what I think like I think 2008, 2010, they won it back to back. And yeah, like they won, they won three, they won three. Yeah, 2006, 2008, 2010, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Normally a serious team, but I think it's it's three draws actually. Yeah, three two two draws in these games to get them through. And bro, I mean, I think we have to talk about we have to talk about the the elephant in the room. Mohamed Salah running from running from the grind. <laughs> can't hack it, bro. You can't hack it. Coming off injured and that leaving the team. Did you see what um oh I can't I can't remember what his name is, but what my mind said one Egypt legend, he yeah, was like it was, I think it was like, Ahmed Hassan, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. He's, he said he said if he has one leg he should stay and fight. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I can't lie. I can't lie. I thought that at first. I can't lie. At first I was critical though. I was saying, bro. You just played dead for two games, and now you want to be running off to to Liverpool. Like, come back, bro. Where are you going? But but after further review, they've mm. said um apparently it's apparently it's a legit injury. Like he he does have like a quite quite a tough injury. He's looking like three to four weeks out, so he wants to go back to Liverpool and use the their facilities so he can come back faster, and then hopefully he can come back in time for if Egypt make it far enough. But oh, I don't know. It's a tough one to me. It's a really tough one to me. And I see someone make the point. Yeah, I don't. I don't have to bring up my team, but I see someone make the point that KDB was on a finished hamstring since December, and he ran it all the way to June and limped off in the final. Yeah. Mm. So hey, that's what I'm saying. He sacrificed like basically the whole of this season was sac- the whole of like this season so far was sacrificed because. He wanted to play through last season's injury, so yeah, like bro, that's that's a that's that's not running from the grind. That's commitment. So yeah, at that point, you know, I don't know, but but to be fair, um, I hear it though. Honestly, like I, I do hear it. You do want to like there's like there's not really a great chance of Egypt going far anyway. But one thing that is quite funny is that when Salah went off and the game they played without Salah, they are playing better. Like they have players who are stepping up. They have got I think Mamouche. There's one guy that's stepping up. I can't remember the other guy, but there's M- 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 Mustafa, I think. One guy. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mustafa Mohammed. Yeah, he's yeah. Scored, he scored a couple goals for them. Yeah, and they're, 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 to be fair, they are stepping up. They're cooking like they're playing well. So yeah. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. But my my main criticism of him was like kind of the same as what I've been saying in the prem as well. Like he just wasn't playing well. Like for example, his first game, he got a goal and an assist. The goal was a pen, and if you see that, that assist, assist was jammy, bro. That assist, if you that see that assist, assist, is that an assist? Did he that's, help that's the not, team? That's not an assist. What, what he, he miskicked it, man. It felt around the ball just Come fell on. off his like he, he went to shoot, and the ball went off his standing leg and just went behind yeah. him. Yeah, and then they yeah, carried it as an assist. So, hey, that's what I'm saying, man. Is that is that a good performance? I wouldn't say he had a good performance yeah. out of this Clafcon, but you know, it's, it, he's injured now, so it's not really much, much to much to beat him with it with that type of stick to be fair like um but on, on the the same on, in the same breath there's another guy you know he's he's been kind of dead as well and that's Mars Mars is Mars I'm pretty yeah. sure got benched in the final game 
Like you're meant to be the. Is it? Yeah, yeah, he got benched. benched him. Yeah, he got benched in the final game. I'm pretty sure he had to come off the bench, but he didn't really do much. And it's like, and I think I even seen him on Twitter after the second game. They were on him. They were saying like, Mara's like, what, what's going on? And he posted yeah. on Twitter like some like some like emoji of like a guy with finger, fingers in his ears, like not listening, whatever, whatever. And then, yeah, against against yeah against Murciana. Yeah, he came off the bench half time. Yeah, for Husam Awa. Yeah, so and he, and he didn't score at all. Didn't I don't know if he got an assist either. Like he didn't really play well at all. Anyway, outside of goals and assists, it's like I don't know, man. It's it's a bit tacky, but people are saying this is not the same because 2019, obviously. That's what I'm saying. I, I was gonna say I give I give Mars a little bit of grace. Yeah, you, 2019, you he, came, he came through for them. That's what I'm saying. Lost in the semi final, bro. I was. Yeah. Oh, that free kick was, was amazing. Man. Yeah, no, he was, he was, he was unreal that tournament, and obviously like he's he's breaking off in Saudi now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, he's, that's he's clearly saying. taking a taking a I don't know taking his hand off the. Do you know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? He's nah, chilling he, a little bit now. He definitely gets a pass. He definitely, especially because he won it. But it's different for Salah because Salah exactly. last season literally no, not last season, last Afcon literally he literally lost it to Mane in it in the final. So it's like yeah, it's different. But but nah, fair fair enough, man. Fair enough. Egypt's gonna be interesting if if they go far, right? Imagine if they go to the final and he comes back for the final. Yo, you know he's gonna come back and play injured for the final anyway. Like he doesn't yeah. he would play injured for the yeah, final, 100%. like he really would. But if they make it to the final and he comes back and he and he drops a stinker and they win it, ah, oh, that's gonna be one of the worst things I've ever seen. Bro, the, the, you see the see the way Liverpool fan trying to defend trying to defend him on, on Twitter. We'll, yeah, we'll talk about about the Egypt team's not good in that. Like, very, very dead. I can't, I can't hear that one, man. I can't hear that Egypt team's not good. Because in AFCON, there's other teams that are worse. Do you know exactly. what I mean? There's, exactly. There's other teams that are a lot worse than this. So I, I can't hear that one, man. I think probably, probably the last thing I'll say on, on the whole Salah Egypt thing is I think at times with, with national teams, when they have like a, a one standout player like that, the team can kind of look to them too much. And try and kind of funnel the play through them. Like I think I watched I watched Egypt's first game, and Salah was playing like he start he started right wing, but he was kind of coming into the tent, and like that's not really his game like that. Like he is he is a more of a inside forward. Like obviously he can he can dribble, he can pass. He's a he's a world class player. Do you know what I'm saying? But I feel like when you're trying to funnel the ball down him and make him something that he's not, like you're mm. better off just kind of playing as a team and getting him in his best role on the end of moves where he can finish them. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He'll provide he'll provide some assists, he'll set things up and he'll score goals. But I feel like, yeah, I feel like at times with national teams, when they kind of have one guy to be like, that's looked at as like their saviour, they can kind of overplay it sometimes and play too much into their hands. Do you know what I'm saying? It's true, yeah. So, yeah. Um, group C, obviously, Senegal through top of the group, nine points, pretty easy for them. Um, Cameroon comes second with four points, and uh, obviously the whole the whole drama about Cameroon this tournament really has been Onana, bro. Uh, and I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna lie, I I think it's kind of mad that he stayed for the game against Tottenham. Like your country is calling you up to a national tournament, do you know what I mean? They need you. You're the, you're the number one goalkeeper. Like, and I'm, I'm representing your country. Should like everyone says it. It's one of the most like it's one of the biggest achievements, one of the proudest honors you can have in football. 
or even in a friendly, let alone at an international tournament. And you're, you're, you know, Cameroon is a is a team that realistically they they'll be thinking themselves that they can win it or they can go far. Do you know what I mean? Like a, a quarter final, semi final, mm. and to miss it and to to stay to stay at Man United and then come back in the second game and not make any saves. Like I don't know, man. I, I think he's bro. I have I'm I'm convinced, man. I'm really convinced with Onana that he's one of the best keepers in the world. But I think he's honestly just trolling. Like I don't I don't I don't get it. Like I watch him play. I'm like I'm like come on, like be real. Like honestly, be real. Like I watched this guy play last season in the Champions League, and he was amazing. Do you know what I mean? Like he was so good. Even against us when we played you guys at Old Trafford, he was amazing against us. Like he made yeah, some top saves. Like, I, I strongly still believe he's one of the best keepers. But it's like, he's just... I don't know what he does. Like, he does, it doesn't make sense. It actually doesn't make sense. Like, your Champions League games this season in the group stage, he was just atrocious for, like, four of them. He's selling, bro. Like, like against, against Galatasaray, letting in... Bro, I, with that that uh, ZX free kick, bro, I was, in, I was in disbelief. I was like, put me in between the sticks. I'm saving that, bro. Like, and then, I'm, nah, I'm honestly, it's, it's so bad. I don't understand it with, with him. And then the whole thing of of him staying an extra extra for that for that game instead of do you know that doesn't make any sense to me you know you have to train as well with the team like this guy just said no like I'm staying for the, for yeah. the Spurs game and then I'm pretty sure the Spurs game was what like two two wasn't it yeah two two yeah, so he, like, he, he made a miss well a mistake but he yeah. should have saved Bentacle's goal as well like yeah that was definitely basically straight at him and then his flight gets delayed. So he didn't even make it back on time. So he was stranded. The game, I think, started at five. And he was, it was like 3.30 or something. He was stuck at the airport or something. So he couldn't yeah, make it back yeah. in time. And then the game he did actually play, I'm pretty sure. Um, I'm pretty sure the game he did play, he made like a howler. Or made, was there one howler? It might have been two. Yeah, well, well, he, uh, there was... So Mane scored the, the last goal. And a lot of people are getting onto him about like he should have saved that. And one one thing that I noticed with Onana yeah, is like shots that are low and like tipped to his side. It's like he doesn't he doesn't do those. He doesn't make the steps before he dives. He mm. just he just dive. Yeah, you know he doesn't I mean? shuffle his and, feet for it. Yeah, he, he doesn't shuffle his feet. And like the shot can be like the Mane shot wasn't that powerful. Like he had the time to get across and dive and even probably collect the ball. Do you know what I mean? And he, he'll, he'll just dive, and I feel like that's clearly a problem with his goalkeeping technique, like, from the way he's been coached or whatever. It's not been coached out of it, not been coached out of him, and I, I don't know how he really got to this point in his career, and no one's kind of, like, called him up on that and been like, yo, like, you need to fix this. Or maybe they have, and he hasn't really listened, but, like, I don't know, you'd assume that's something that, like, that's something that, like, a goalkeeper and coach will see and be like, nah, that's wrong. You know what I mean? You're conceding way too many goals from shots that are saveable. Mm. Like that, and yeah, I do think I don't think he's he's a good goalkeeper. Like I think he, I just think yeah, he needs to like that for for example, he needs to improve. I think at times coming out of his goal um, in terms of in in one v one situations. Like I I remember against Bayern Munich, I think it was I think it was Sane, I think it was Sane or Nabri who scored. But it, oh no, it was Coman. It was Coman. It was neither of them. It was Coman. I remember it was. Like Coleman's on the penalty spot, yeah. Like in a in a one on one situation, and Anana's on his goal line, and like he's got the pick of wherever to put it in the goal. As long as it's not straight out of Anana's a goal, do you know what I mean? Because he's just gonna blast it, and there's no way he's gonna be able to react in time. And it's like things like that are 
you know that are gonna are gonna carry at the top level. Like when when teams find out and exploit those weaknesses, like you even see it um, for United. Like teams are taking shots early because he might not be settled, um, and and trying to catch him out there and things like that. Obviously, his his distribution is a massive plus, but like you're a goalkeeper, like your primary your primary role is to save. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, I think at times his, te- his techniques a bit is a bit off there. Um, yeah. you, you see it the same. At, um, I remember the game actually. It was you guys won three two against Forest, and I think the first goal was off like a Rash- Rashford mistake, and our knees like right in front of Onana. Oh yeah, he's just on the, the line. Like, I, like and I, was, I was thinking because I've seen like the stats and stuff. So I was thinking when he came to United because it's like his cross is claimed and all that type of stuff. Like all, all the stats you could think of for goalkeepers is like in his favour to say like he's someone who's proactive, like he's a very proactive keeper, mm. comes off his line, sweeps up, like he's a good sweeper keeper. But it's like when teams get one-on-one, it's like he just doesn't move. Like it doesn't it doesn't make sense yeah. to him. Like he, stay, he's, 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 he stays in his line like as much as, as much as um as much as De Gea did basically. Do you know what I mean? Uh, to be honest, in in one v ones, I think it might be worse. Like the mm. hair obviously yeah. in terms of like Yeah. The hair in terms of like ev- like everything else in terms of sweeping in general, like this guy was used the glue to his line. But mm. when in terms in terms of in one v one specifically, which is why it's so like it doesn't make any sense to me because he's comfortable coming off his line in other situations. But mm. in one on one he's just he just, I don't know, he doesn't, it's like he doesn't react. And it's like, he believes he can save it wherever it's put. And it's just not the case. Like, you're making it so much easier for them. Like, you've got to make yourself big as a goalkeeper in those situations. And yeah, it just... No, it does It does feel like, because even, yeah, no, it definitely feels like he, he feels like he can predict where the ball's going and get there. That's mm. what it feels like to me. And um, one, I think in the game he played, I'm pretty sure... I'm pretty sure, apart from the minor mistake, yeah, I'm pretty sure I remember there was a cross that came in from a corner and he came out and just punched it. Mm. And then he, like, ran back to his goal and they just scored. Like, it, it was it was weird. I, I don't know what he was doing, but if it does feel... It's, it's a bit weird. It feels weird with him. And there's one one other thing I noticed as well, because <laughs> I was when I was watching... um I was watching one Cameroon game and the commentator, there's one, like, African commentator and he was really on him and he was saying, like, you know, he had beef with the manager at uh, the World Cup. And it was yeah. about him, his style of playing, how he wants to come up and and join the attack and whatever. And it's, yeah. that, I find that a bit weird to me. I don't know. I also I don't know the guy. I don't. I don't like really. I don't know too much about his history. I just know he was at Barca, Ajax, intern, and here. And I know he's had yeah. like a few like errors in him or bozo mistakes. But that's expected when you're young. Like he's probably. I think he's like what twenty six maybe now. He's not. Yeah, 20, 26, 27. Yeah, yeah. So, so he's not too old. So he's still got time to peak around thirty, you know. But. To, to me, one thing that, that I find weird is, like, his mentality seems a bit weird. Like, the the whole reason he got sent home from, like, the World Cup and stuff was because of the style of play he was playing where he was coming up, like, to basically to the halfway line, like, in line with the centre-backs and, and playing the ball. And the commentator was speaking and he was saying, like, Onana, I don't know how him and the coach, like, can be working together at this point because that beef about this already. And in the game, Onana was coming up to the halfway line and trying yeah. to spray on balls. And the funniest thing is, the commentator was literally like, he's going to try and play the long ball now and he's going to lose it. And he just lost it. Like, he, as the commentator said it, he tried to spray a long ball over the top and it wasn't accurate because he's not like a like a number six, like he's not a deep line playmaker. So obviously, yeah. no matter how good his distribution is, he's not going to get on the money all the time. And he was just giving the ball away a lot. And it's like, 
I don't know. I feel like you can delegate to your teammates and let them do it. But it feels like when he's there, he feels like he can. He has to be the guy. I don't know, like controlling everything. But when you when he plays for United, he doesn't do that. Like he's not on the halfway line for United. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I they, they, they said he's got he's got he's got main character syndrome a little bit. What, what was it? There was one there was one clip I seen on Twitter. I think it was is before is before someone was taking a free kick, like an attacking. Cameroon player yeah. taking and he game. came all the way and he up ran to... all the way up to give him a flexor. I'm like, bro. I, I don't know, man. I, it feels to me, it feels I don't know. I don't know him personally. I don't, I don't like. I haven't watched like interviews with him or whatever. But it feels like the mentality is a bit weird there. Like he he feels like he's I don't know better than maybe he is or better than like when he's in a certain environment, he can do this like big fish small pond type of thing. But when he comes to United, maybe he's a bit more reserved or whatever. But, I don't know, man. It's, it's a bit weird to me, personally. I've seen a couple of non interviews, and yeah, he's, he's he's like a very he's very confident in himself, and like he he'll he'll say like do you know what I mean that like he believes he he deserves to be where he is, etc. But then, where if if he makes a mistake, like he's always the first one to come out and be like, yeah, like that was my fault, etc. So I don't know. He's it's weird because it's like that, like that him taking res- responsibility for his mistakes, like. That's something that, like, okay, as a fan, it makes you want to like him because, okay, at least you can hold your hands up and say, okay, my bad, like, I'm going to improve. But at the same time, like, I don't know, it's almost like it's a bit of overconfidence at times. It, it kind of comes across as, but I don't know. That's 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 enough for Nonana. Um, group E, we've got Marley, top of the group. Um, and Marley, Marley got a, a, dec- a decent side, you know. Nice collection of midfielders there. You've got, obviously, Basuma, um, Haidara. You've got uh, Aliu Dieng, who I, I, we were linked to like a couple of seasons ago. That's that's why I know he is. He was on my radar from there. What's yeah. his name? Aliu Dieng. Oh, yeah. He plays in, yeah, yeah. I think he plays he's, in. He plays in Al Ali now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Probably one of them through Gazi links, isn't it? But we, we were linked to him and we need a DM. People are people are believing it. But um, yeah, decent little team there. Mali, obviously, top of the group. They've got one guy as well, um, Gumbia, who he's like he's like a he's like a number ten. He's he, he's been going crazy in Liga this season. I think there was, there was one game he scored like four goals. Um, find it. Is it Kam- Kamori Gumbia? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's on loan from uh, Stad Reims. He's on loan from them. Yeah, yeah. No, he's, okay, he's early, yeah. For them this uh, for this in this Afcon, um, and yeah, obviously. They come out top of the group, second, obviously South Africa, I believe, in in that group. Yeah. Um. And yeah, uh, I think let me let me quickly check the the knockout tie. They've got Morocco. I've heard that's going to be a really good so, game. Yeah, that is going to be a good game. Morocco have been. Have you have you watched any of Morocco? So no, I didn't find the time to to watch any Morocco actually. I haven't seen anything. But they they they're unbeaten so far, so I guess they they've been alright at least. They've got they've got a good quality you've seen at the World Cup, and now yeah, I, yeah. I've been told Unahi's. I haven't, I haven't seen Unahi play in time, but I've been told Unahi's Unahi's doing good right now. So yeah, now nah, to be fair, I think Morocco are probably most people's favourites after what they did at at the World Cup, and yeah, they have a very good squad. Um, I watched their game against Congo, um, and yeah, I think. They were decent. They, they, they were decent. Like they played good football, but they kind of—I don't know if it was maybe complacency or or what. But like Congo in the second half, were just able to come back into the game. Like they just turned it on. They were 
they were on them as well. And um, uh, what's the name? Silas, the guy uh, plays for Stuttgart from Congo. I'm not sure if you. Oh, what's his? What's his? Oh, yeah, I know you're about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had the thing where he had had the one name, and then they were like, "That's not your name, or whatever." So yeah, yeah. Now he came on. He played really well against them. Um, Okay. And yeah, back in Europe now. um, Gonna talk about what's happening in Spain, uh, De La Liga, the Copa del Rey situation. Um, Obviously, back in Europe, Inaki Williams was back in Europe, and uh, back amongst the goals. Seems he could turn it up. Seems he could turn it up when he's in Spain, but but not for Ghana. Uh, I know you called that game. What, what do you what do you make of it? Barcelona's performance, Bro, he's, performance. He's garbage, man. He's he's so garbage. <laughs> Honestly, he's so bad. Like even in the game, he scored and he got an he got a Salah assist. That's what he got. The same assist yeah. Salah got. He got that for the Nico Williams goal. It was it was shameful. It's so shameful. He's honestly so. And the worst thing is, is I'm so upset at the fact that we allowed him to come back into into like will not come back but join the Ghanaian like national team because the only reason he joined is because he wanted to go to the World Cup that's literally the only yeah. reason like he was like 30 and he was like yeah like this is basically his last chance and Spain were never picking him anyway it's just like you might as well join and he, we gave him the chance to go to the World Cup and he's never played good for us like never and then even the goal he got off the bench he was basically like one-on-one with the keeper hit the post and then got the rebound and, and tapped it in. Like, bro, bro, I, ah, this guy, man, he's so bad. He's actually so bad, so, so bad. But his brother, on the other hand, what a yeah. player, man. Ridiculous player. He is, he is ridiculous. I know a lot of people are talking about um, Lamine Yamal, the, the 16-year-old yeah. at Barca, because he he scored a very good goal against, against them. But he had kind of a stinker for the rest of the game. And, and Nico Williams turned it up. After Lamine Yamal scored that goal, Nico turned it up, like, going at players, beating players, the whole game was, had everyone just, like, moving at his will. Like, he was, he was incredible. Definitely my man in the match that game. He played great. And I don't know, man, if, 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 if he decides he wants to leave, leave Bill Bauer, like, we've got a spot. We've got a spot for him. He's great on both feet as well. We've got a spot for him, man. If he wants to leave Bill Bauer, or, yo, Pep will take him, man. That's a Spanish... That's a Spanish player, like. Pep oh, nah, bro. Pep, Pep, Pep don't mess with that type of Spanish, bro. He nah. don't <laughs> bro, Pep likes Pep's like the Spanish, bro. That's that's Spanish, bro. Like, bring him. That's that's Pep's type of Spanish. Yo, you might you might have to cut off the dreads, but bro, he he'll Pep Pep will, Pep will welcome him, man. Yo, he is bro, cold, we, man. We, we His finish was disgusting as well. Outside the beat, called it. It's a great finish. Great, great player. As for Barca, hmm, well, have, did you did you manage to catch any Barca recently? Nah, not too recently, you know, not too recently. What, what what have they been saying? Tell me. You know, as for Barca, so it's it's been the same story for a while. I think I said it in the last episode, and I think I said it recent uh, a few episodes ago before as well about Xavi Hernandez. That goat level centre midfielder is not a goat level mm. manager, man. He is. No, everyone can do it, bro. Huh? Not everyone can do it. Yeah, no it's can true. Do it. You know, you see Michael Carrick doing his thing. Not everyone can be like Michael Carrick. I can't. <laughs> not everyone can be like that. You know, I can't lie because, bro, he's really struggling right now. Everything's a mess for him right now. Lewa's just being washed as usual. Um, Lamine Yamal was actually been really. I, that was my first like, proper time watching him because I've, I've kind of, I don't know, I kind of had this thing where I don't like to watch like these like sixteen year olds like Kenji Pires and. 
and um, Laminia Mao and and that Estaval guy as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. like to watch them like 16, 15 year olds because it's like I don't know when it like when I do judge players, I don't really account for like age and stuff like that. Like I just judge, I look at them and I'm like this is what you are, this is what you're yeah, good at, what this is not. And I feel like when I judge them, I'm a bit harsh. Like for example, yesterday he had a stinker. Like he 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 could have scored, like I think two chances as well. Like one he took around the keeper and missed. Another one, like he could have scored. Like he had he had he had a bad game, but it's like I don't know. It's it's just a bit for me personally. I, I find it a bit harsh to like have so much yeah, scrutiny on, like on a kid. You know what I mean? Like when he gets to like 19, he's gonna be like so much better than he is now. So it's like that's yeah. the real him. Do you know what I mean? But. That was my first proper game I caught of him, and he looked—he looked good. To be fair, like he played bad, but you could tell the quality is there. Do you know what I mean? I can see why yeah. why he's got the hype he's got. But as for as for the the main, well, not the main man necessarily, but like the the guy he's been getting hyped the most before at Barca, which is Pedri. I don't know. Yeah. It feels it feels like if it, well, part of it is I think Xavi's using him wrong. I think that's that's a big part of it. Xavi's kind of changed his role. Like he's not really. That involved in like build up and like second phase and all the all the touches he used to do and all that type of stuff. Mm. Like now he's a bit more playing like c- kind of like a ten in a way. Like he's he's playing a lot higher up now. And it's mm. I don't know. It's not really his bag. And I feel like just overall because of how bad like the team structure is anyway in the team setup right now. It's like he's been he's not able to do what he normally would do. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And 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 at the same time now this is this is when Jude Bellingham is. Is ripping up the, the world. Maybe, 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 maybe Shavi's looking, you know I mean? looking at June and he's like, mm, Pedri, bro, what, what, what can you do for me, man? Push bro, forward into the saying, because I was, I was team Pedri for the longest. But yesterday, I just had a thought. I was like, yo, man, it might be over, you know, low-key. Because Pedri, and, and and the thing with Pedri is, on top of all of this, like, misuse and the, the horrible team setup he's in, Pedri's getting run into the ground and he's having in, injury problems now. Yeah, do you know what I mean? So it's like now it's just things are just starting to slow down. Like, like I, I don't know. I don't know. To me, to me, it's a bit tough. It's a bit tough on the on the Pedri Jude debate, especially when Jude's playing like he is. But, yeah. but I don't know. I think at least for now, until he, and my thing's not even injury based at all, because a lot of people like to base on injury and stuff. But I think at least for now, until 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 maybe Pedri Pedri's being used in the right role more and, and developing a bit more. Or adds a little bit more to his game. I think for now, I'm I'm switching to to Team Jude. I think, I think Bellingham. I think if you have to give me one, I think I'd probably take Bellingham. I think I think Bellingham can dominate, dominate the midfield a bit more, and he, he can he can do a bit more than than Pedri can in some areas. I think so. I probably I'll probably go for Bellingham right now. Yeah, oh, it's, it's it's interesting. You know, I think oh, the whole the whole thing with Pedri is. It's annoying to me because obviously he's been injured so much recently because of how many games he played in like his first two seasons or whatever. Mm, like and like I feel like it's just kind of it's just like taking away the like the the joy of like a young player coming through because he's always he's always sidelined now. But I know the Pedri Jude debate is weird because I feel like as you as you were saying with with Xavi trying to move him kind of more forward, playing him out of his role. Like he's he's not a ten. Like he is someone that. You want in, you want to be involved in build up. You want to be kind of controlling the game. Like that's something that he's great at, um, giving it, getting it, like creating chances, like playmaking in general. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. And obviously in that, um, in those attributes, I think he's better than Jude in terms mm. of those um, those things. But Jude is like 
his his strengths, I think, have more like football's a numbers game at the end of the day, right? Like, you need <laughs> <Yeah>. you need <laughs> you need you need you need to score more goals than the other team to win games. Mm. And Jude gets you goals, he gets you assists, but he he's also capable of running the midfield as well. And he's he's more of a physical presence in there as well. Like he he'll battle, do you know what I'm saying? Like he'll win the ball back, he'll be up and down. Like he's got an engine on him. And I think those just the the kind of culmination of those attributes all together is why like right now I've got to have him above Pedri in terms of this debate. But I do think Pedri's a, a world class talent. Like I think sorry, to be honest, before before the before the injury or to be honest, when 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 he's fit and playing in his in in his role, like that's a top three central midfielder in the world for me, to be honest. Um I think. In terms of a, a central midfielder, not an attacking midfielder, not a defensive midfielder, just a central midfielder. I think he's top three in the world when he's fit and playing, obviously, in, in the right role. But it's kind of, it's it's weird because obviously, while he's been injured, Judas had all this time to develop and grow and become kind of what yeah. he is now. Like at, at the time when they were first coming through, yeah, I, I would have said, said Pedri 100% yeah. was better. But right now, I feel like because Pedri's development has been slowed up a little bit, and Jude is kind of just taking it to new highs every time. It's like it's 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 not it's not looking good for Team Pedri at the moment. I'm not gonna lie. It's not, man. It's it's sad, but uh, that's life, man. That's that's how that's how things <laughs> go. I I did see actually um, on the topic of like Barca, I did see um, Xavi come out and say that at, at, if at the end of the season they're not in a competitive place, like they're not challenging for the title, basically, or or Champions League or whatever, he he has to leave. That's what he said himself. He said he said if we're not in a competitive place at the end of the season, I know I'm gonna have to leave. So that 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 seems a bit hmm, seems a bit interesting. Um, seems a bit interesting, yeah. man. But I mean, I, I mean, there there must be pressure on him. Obviously, they're what they I think they're what eight they're eight points off the top of Girona right now, and. Obviously, they won the league last season, but even towards the tail end of last season, like the fans were complaining about the football, the style of play. Yeah, they, they got massively and, carried by, um, by I would say, Dembele and Pedri. Dem, Dembele and Pedri mm. were mass, massive, massive in that title charge. Yeah. And obviously, Dembele's gone, Pedri's been out for most of the season. And mm. the squad is suddenly looking like you've got, you've got Lewandowski in there, he's a bit, he's washed now. And it's kind of looking like a bit like Rafinha's not even really hit the ground running mm. at Barcelona the way that a lot of people expected him to. Like I, I see, I feel like I see him like not necessarily linked away, but like talking about like like I saw I saw him talk about how like he almost went to Man United the other day, and I'm just like what like <laughs> if, if you're if, like you're at, you're at Barcelona, very like focused. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like you've got a task at hand. You're going to be fine for me. Why are you talking about us? But. I don't know. It's a it's a it's a sticky situation for Barca at the moment. If mm. if Xavi is to leave though, what what do you think? Do they do they get do they get Miguel Miguel Michel? Michel. Uh, pro, pro, I, I think Michel? I think they probably consider. I think they definitely consider it, especially because of he's showing what he can do in La Liga. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And he's doing proper like he's playing proper slick football right now. But but I don't know, man. It's gonna be interesting. It's going to be interesting. On on topic of Michelle, I haven't, I've been, see what I've been trying to do now is properly watch him. They lost their last game in the Copa del Rey. They lost 3-2. Can't lie, they got cooked in that game. Well, I watched the first half of it and they got cooked in that game. Like, Mallorca, is it? Is, yeah, I think Mallorca. And just like, they, 
they would I don't know it was so uncharacteristic like they were just cutting they were at home um, Mallorca and they were just cutting through them like butter like they would just go on the attack and they'd be like oh like they nearly scored and then they'll score and it was just like 3-0 and I was like what but but they're, they're a really good side not gonna lie I'm trying to I'm trying to watch more Girona now from like a tactical point of view and like a coaching point of view and and kind of understand a bit more about Michelle because I've heard lots of good things about him and and me personally, I don't know. Me, me personally, I'm, I'm, I'm eyeing pep replacements. Like I'm, I'm, I'm really trying to, mm. trying to look for these pep replacements now. You got, got a shortlist going, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm really trying to look because I know Xabi Alonso is basically not, not gonna come. He's basically going Madrid. Like he's, he's kind of. Yeah, I think he's yeah, over Madrid. So, and I don't really want like a Deserbi or like a Tuchel or something. So I'm trying to really like focus on Michel and see what he's about. But his players is what I've been paying a lot of attention to recently. Uh, Savio is a massive one. I, I love Savio, and it's a weird, it's a weird one because when we signed him, basically we signed him and Kaiki together, right? I yeah. think I think Savio was like five mil and Kaiki was like eight mil, and the part works was I think at the no, not even I think I know at the time Kaiki was much like considered the better talent. So Kaiki came into our under twenty threes and was there, and then Savio went on loan. So Savio went to. Um, Ooh, I can't remember where he went first, but he did. I can't, I can't remember exactly where he went first, but he went to PSV, which is not a yes. usual, usual thing. Because um, normally with our thing, the way it is, is when we have these like CFG signings, whatever they call it, like um, they go to one of our affiliate teams, so like a Girona, a Troyes, which is where um, Savio is at now. Um, they go to, ooh, what's the other one? We've got quite a few. We've got Troy's, we've got Girona, we've got another one, I think, in, in Holland or something. I can't remember. But but they go there and, and that's where they go on loan or they, they go there like they permanently and, and train their way up. But Kai Kaiki was was with the with the EDS, he was with the 23s, didn't really go his way there. I don't I don't really understand what happened there. And then he went on, he went, I think he got homesick over COVID, had some like mental health issues and stuff. So so he, he kind of kind of like wanted to go back so he went on loan to, to Portugal which is a, a bit it's, um, they speak the same language as Brazil so it's a bit more yeah, like yeah. home for him uh, but, but I think he was struggling there a bit so they, re- they recalled him sent him back on loan to um, to Brazil and then yeah. the first game I tuned in to watch him he done his ACL like in like 15 minutes oh. so it's like now now he's out with an ACL injury and it's like I don't know it's, it's been a bit tough for him but on the other side Savio's just gone like the complete opposite. It's like a Neymar and, and Ganzo situation right now. Like, yeah. like literally, literally the complete opposite. Like he went to PSV and really worked on his craft. I, I remember last season Ultimate team, I think he had like a special like player or something card. Oh something. yeah, the Europa League card. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So and, and he's he's really worked on it. Like he's he is he's quite young actually, he's only 19 right now. But um he's he's really worked on his game, like like his decision making improved a lot. One thing I noticed from his Girona time is that. I think he was originally more of a right winger, but he's playing a lot on the left. He's basically playing the whole season on the left. Yeah, and yeah. he can play on both sides, which he's shown now. But his his decision-making is so much better than what I'd expect from him, especially at 19. Like, he, he'll get the ball on the left and his sort of understanding of what to do and, and when to do it is a lot better now. Like, he slows the game down a bit more and he's got really good crosses as well off the left foot. Like, his crosses, a lot of players, you see them... Like, I don't know. Like, you see, for example, like some examples we've seen is like Martinelli, for example, or um, he's another example. Play, play, okay, yeah, players like Martinelli, a lot of them, when they're young, like when they're 19 and they're quite fast, I'd say, 
um, it's like they don't, they sort of, they play just at speed because they're fast, you know what I mean? And they don't really have like the decision-making or the IQ to like sort of know when to play fast and when to play slow and stuff. But with Savio, it's like he gets the ball on the left, sizes up his man, beats his man, and then puts in a, like a precise cross to the back post. Like it's so accurate. Yeah. And then uh, Girona signed this guy from like the Ukrainian league called Dob- Dobvik. He's, he's been going crazy. Joint, joint top scorer with Bellingham now. So he's he's literally... Oh, is it? Yeah, four, both on 14 goals, I think. And he's 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 based like Haaland. Like, like he's, he's been crazy. Signed for like eight mil. And he's like, the chemistry between them is perfect. Like Savio will just beat his man, put a cross into the back post and it's just there. Um, but I'm I'm really I'm really high on Savio now. Like from from what I've seen, like I, I would def uh, I said I said Nico Williams, but I definitely like prefer to have Savio back now, especially because he can play on on both sides, and he's he's yeah. he's already like one of our signings, so it wouldn't be more than like twenty thirty million max to sign him. Like it won't be it won't be too too crazy of a fee. But but he's he's one big talent. I'd say another one is probably I already mentioned Dobvik, but I'd say Miguel Gutierrez. Um, he's the oh, left yeah, back. The left back. Yeah, but he, he seems really good because what happens a lot of the time is he, he'll go outside and overlap or he'll just come inside and invert. And he's not inverting like like Rico Lewis, maybe. Actually, I guess you could say Rico Lewis, but he's not inverting like how Zinchenko is at Arsenal, for example. Like he's going up next to the striker and just playing there. And he looks comfortable. That's the oh, way he looks really, really comfortable there. Like he gets the ball. He can he can control it with defenders on Like he, he, feel, he really looks like a... Like this is where he plays. Like he, it feels natural to him. But I've seen that he's got a a rumored eight million buyback clause to Real Madrid. So oh, so that could be yeah. that could be one to watch in in the summer. But but yeah, mm. no, that, those are the two players I'd say right now. I really have my eye on um, from Girona. They're they're doing really good at the moment. Yeah, no. To be fair, they've got they've got they've got a couple of players in there as well. They've got. Um... Yangel Herrera, he was at City as well, no? Yeah, he, he was he was an ex-City player. Same for Garcia. That's their pivot right now. Garcia and Herrera. Yeah. Gar- Garcia's actually really good, actually. That's that's another one. Good deep-line playmaker. Good. City rejects, bro. How is this even allowed? That's a someone. They they bought them off us, man. That's that's legit. That's legit. <laughs> I, I respect it though, cause cause one thing one thing I actually did see someone see, because I seen someone say about FFP. But one thing I did see someone see, because I actually didn't know like about Jerome until like a few months ago, is that um their their net spend is like zero basically. And their their record signing is that Dobvik guy, and he was eight mil. So like they are they are actually within FFP. I think the one I think the main thing I've seen someone say is that they benefit from our scouting system because it's all a city football group yeah. scouting system. So when we find these gems in like I don't know which country, like for example, we just signed um this 17-year-old called Claudio Echeverri from yeah, he, he he went crazy at the under seventeen World Cup. Yeah, right? apparently he's like Ballon d'Or level talent, but I haven't really watched him like that. But yeah. apparently he's 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 on loan at River Plate until December uh, of this year, and then it's rumored that he's going to go to Girona um, on loan from January next next mm-hmm. January. It's rumored he's going to so he'll be eighteen then and go on loan to Girona. Yeah, it makes sense to be fair. Spanish speaking country full of familiarities, like first steps in Europe. Yeah, yeah. Now you guys, you guys got to sort it out over there, you know. Yeah, that, that's that's what they're doing, bro. They're trying to, now. They now they're trying to get us down with these with these allegations. <laughs> nah, I can't like. I, I wouldn't mind it though. Well, not obviously. I'd mind it in it, but like, I would I would like to see, like, a world in which we have to actually, like, what personally what I think is going to happen is we're going to get transfer bans because 
haven't well, I haven't seen the official documents, but from the rumors of what the allegations are, I've seen um, I've seen it's basically the same thing that happened to Chelsea last year, yeah. and then some other things which are like harder to prove, but more serious. So it looks it looks like from from what I've seen is like the things that happened to Chelsea was all about youth signings and stuff and like signing players that you can't sign like legally um, for the youth team and stuff oh, like yeah. that and them sort of dodgy deals that Chelsea were doing and they got the the transfer ban a few seasons ago. If if we got something like that, I'd be interested to see how it would work because I don't know. I feel like a world in which we're forced to use our like youth players and and current players that we have and we can't just like sign like Kovacic for the sake of it like. I would want to see how that works and 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 actually get like a I don't know like like there's a lot of youth players that I that I'm quite attached to that I'd want to see like McAtee, Tommy Doyle like I'd, yeah, I'd want I feel, to see. I feel I feel like you guys would be fine, man. You've got you like over the last couple of years you've developed like one of the best academies in the country, if not the best to be honest. I think what was it last season you guys won under 18s and under 21 Premier League? Both yeah, I think so. Yeah, and like yeah, you guys have been. You guys have been like dominant across across all youth levels in, in recent times. And you've had loads of players like loads of players come out straight out of the academy and they're sold for like 20 million. Like Traff, James Trafford yeah. came out of the academy, 20 million to Burnley. Um Carlos Borges went to Ajax. I'm not sure exactly he's, how much. He's coming back to he's coming on loan to Forest now. Oh, is it? Yeah, he's, he's just like two days ago, he's, he's on loan to Forest now. So oh, yeah, he's uh, there, he's back in the Prem. Mm, I'll be interested to see how how he fares there then because obviously he's not he's not actually played in the Premier. Obviously he was in your yeah. academy. So. Well, I don't know if he maybe came off the bench for City one time, but nah, I nah, he hasn't played for us now. Mm, yeah, so oh that, yeah, that would be interesting the City Academy litmus test. But yeah, no, you guys got a lot of you guys got a lot of like young up and coming players who are doing well in the academy, and they're not really going to get a chance at City when you've got. Yeah. The likes of like KDB, Haaland, Foden, like these guys in the positions, they're not. But at 18, 19, they're not going to be good enough to be benching these guys. Like you get, you're going to get the odd, like Rico Lewis every now and now and again. And even still, yeah. Rico Lewis was kind of like obviously he's a great player, but Pep was like using him as an example to your other guys. Like do you know what I'm saying? You guys need to buck up your ideas because this guy's coming. He's doing what I want him to do. And he's playing and he's playing yeah. well. Do you know what I'm saying? So. Not not everybody's gonna be like that. So yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see this season. I think I think this season might we might see another another youth player because um, Phillips is gone now, and yeah, with Rod with Rodri, it's just I don't know. We're not we're probably not gonna sign anyone as like a backup six or anything. So now with Rodri, like if he's to get injured or like he just needs rest to be honest. Like there's I think there's I think there's one there's one guy called Sosoho. Uh, he's a number six, I'm pretty sure. And then there's another guy called Jacob Wright who made his debut the other day, I think, in a cup game. He's another number six. I think it'll be interesting to see one of those two will probably probably come in come into the side on, on a few occasions and maybe get some bench appearances or something, seeing as we haven't really got like another another number six there in the team. So it, to, it could be interesting this season, man. I, I like seeing youth players come through, man. I don't I don't like seeing the stuff where we're buying 25 million Kovacic when we've got better at home and stuff like that, man. I want to see, like, the, the kids work, man. Like, but, yeah, it's life, man. It's what we do. It's what you got to do to win, I guess. But we'll see. We'll see if we win this season. We'll see. Yeah, no, fair enough, fair enough. But, yeah, that's it for this week's episode, guys. Um, thank you for tuning in. Uh, I've been Dominic, my co-host Aaron. And uh, until next week, we're out.